We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 1,271 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams for Tech Tuesday. How you doing, Bruce? I'm healthy and alive. Uh, doing well. Glad to hear it. I heard a rather disturbing rumor today. Would you like to hear it? Uh, sure. Let's hear it. The Biden administration is looking to somehow bail the Chinese chip manufacturers out by giving them, and I literally mean giving them, giving them semiconductors. Why don't why don't you just give them Taiwan while you're at it? I mean, <laughs> that that's basically what yeah, that's so stupid. Uh, How can anybody again, see that they're not being that, that they're not being traitorous and subversive? How can anybody not see that? We we literally just had Taliban, I think it was, smuggling people across our border. So no surprise that they're they're offering to do. I mean, we got to help China. We got to help all of these other nations because that's their cash cow. They're making a bunch of money with China. They're making a bunch of money with Ukraine. They're making a bunch of money in those places and screwing the rest of us over. Of course, there's no way that those uh, Chinese communists, there's no way that they would use those chips to enhance their military to be used against uh, adversarial countries. With it. No, I can't imagine. That. No. And there's no way that no. they would share that technology with places like Iran and North Korea and Cuba and Venezuela and Russia. There's no way they would share that technology, right? No, no, no. No, of course not. It would. It, it's only for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're very secretive in those things. Yeah. So last week, while you were on, <laughs> enough about that. We'll we'll hear more about that when he actually does the deal, because you know he's going to. So last week we talked about how uh, Xbox and the gaming industry is going to start regulating their online hate speech and that kind of stuff, right? So, yeah. and we said that kids today wouldn't survive what's actually been said in the past in some of those those lobbies mainly call of duty right mm -hmm, kids wouldn't survive mm -hmm. they wouldn't they wouldn't be up the snowflakes they would not be able to put up with it well you know what call of duty activision more specifically they're going to employ this specifically on their call of duty lobbies they're going to use ai to moderate all of the call of duty voice chat lobbies now yeah uh called it we said they were going to use ai mm -hmm. to do this we did say that and honestly, I don't. God, that's such a stupid idea. When you when you look at the language learning models, 
and you, and you look at those from um, language learning models. Do you mean from the players or the AI? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, both. Yeah. Uh, uh, so AI in this case, um, the 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 problem is. I'll give you an example. There was an app that was made to uh, basically share recipes with you, right? Give you ideas for recipes, and it was telling people to use things like bleach or arsenic or those kind of things, like. I'm I'm sorry. Or mixing together ingredients that would create things that would kill you. Um, Was this were these recipes for the anarchist cookbook? I'm just curious. No, these were these were these were meant for um, oh, okay actual consumption actual consumption. They they were yeah these were real uh, or supposed to be. This is uh, the same basic type of model that ChatGPT uses that Bard uses. I mean, this is the basic type of you know, language learning model. That's kind of uh, what's exploded here lately. It's uh, obviously there's different flavors of it and there's you get into a lot of nuance and whatnot. But all that to say, what's going to end up happening is you can designate what the words are that are bad, quote unquote bad, but the AI will pick up new words that it thinks is bad. And then you, you have things like the being bad. Like if there's any kind of input from the user, um, the AI will pick up, so for example, if, if there's a interaction between you and another person and you report them and the AI looks over that and says, oh, OK, uh, there's not really anything bad in here that that is a banned word. Uh, so no action is taken. But then it learns from that experience that, OK, there's something bad in here that the player didn't like. So then there's another occurrence that someone else reports. And so now the AI has multiple instances for it to compare. And then it looks for patterns. It looks for something that repeats and it can literally end up making things like the and, uh, you know, it different uh, pronouns or conjunctions that we use regularly. It could literally make those as band words. This is such a stupid there's so many different guardrails they have to put up. There is so many uh, nuance that the AI cannot pick up on. This is just foolish. But. It's opening the door. It's paving the way for the social credit system that we've been talking about for a long time. Uh, not to get too dark and all that kind of thing. This is just meant to desensitize us. And why it's not hit one of the biggest markets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting how they're doing this, too. Listen to this. First-person shooters like Call of Duty are somewhat infamous for their toxicity of their lobbies and voice chat. What do you think's made them so popular? You think it's actually going in there and, uh, and shooting? No, it's the banter. It's the conversation. It's the the back and forth is what people like. That's what attracts it. Competition. Is, is that. Yeah, it, that's what it is. Surveys, they never say which ones, surveys have dubbed the franchise's base the most negative in all of gaming. Um, I I would contend that to be an, you know, I, I would argue that. But anyway, I've uh, I've experienced far worse than Call of Duty, uh, to be fair. Oh, I, it, yeah. You, yeah, you sure. run into a, you you regularly run into more toxicity in other games than you do in Call of Duty just because Call of Duty has such a big uh, player yeah. base. It's just the biggest one. That That's the problem right there is it's just the biggest kid on the block. A feud between two players once resulted in the summoning of a SWAT team. Yeah, it's called swatting. We, we've actually talked about that before. And that actually happens on multiple occasions, not just this. Activision has been trying to crack down on this behavior for years. And part of the solution might involve artificial intelligence. Activision has partnered with a company called Modulate to bring in-game voice chat moderation to their titles. The new moderation system using AI technology is called ToxMod. T-O-X-M-O-D, ToxMod. Will work to identify behaviors like 
here we are, hate speech, discrimination, and harassment in real time. Well, I guess you're not going to have any players then. ToxMod's initial beta rollout in North America begins today. It's starting today. It's active within Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Call of Duty uh, Warzone, a full worldwide release, which oddly does not include Asia. Huh. You mean it's only for, for us Westerners. It's not for China, in other words. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I believe it is. A place that is literally racist. Uh-huh. And it's not like they would have had a hand in developing any of that to mm. curtail the way we speak. No, no, of course not. Not at all. This will also follow the upcoming title on November 10th with the release of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, this year's new entry in the franchise. Modulate press releases don't include too many details about how exactly ToxMod works. Its website notes that the tool triages voice chat to flag bad behavior, analyzes the nuances of each conversation to determine toxicity, and enables moderators to quickly respond to each incident by supplying relevant and accurate context. The company CEO said in a recent interview that the tool aims to go beyond mere transcription. It takes factors like a player's emotions. It takes factors like a player's emotions and volume into context as well in order to differentiate harmful statements from playful ones. It is noteworthy that the tool, for now at least, will not actually take action against players based on its data, but will merely submit reports to Activision's moderators. Human involvement will likely remain an important safeguard since research has shown that speech recognition systems can display bias in and of course there's no way that a person could display bias in the way that they respond to users with different racial identities and accents so see bruce there you go uh yeah like i said using ai to do this to start regulating and <laughs> it's tempting because it's ai can monitor examine large amounts of data pretty quickly and efficiently the problem is as they say in here, it's able to identify nuance and emotion and all those things. No, I, I, I highly, highly doubt that. For you to understand nuance, for you to catch nuance, you have to understand the words, the context. You have to understand. AI does not understand. It is not sentient. It cannot understand. We've got a long ways to go before it's actually going to understand so no this is this is so foolish and it honestly i sincerely hope the player base rises up against this and and pushes against this um there's another game that did something very similar to this here i don't know was it early this year last year i think it was last year uh minecraft very popular as well uh well known everybody knows minecraft if you're even mono modicumly involved in the in the gaming world they instituted their own uh, chat monitoring system. So if you play online at all, your chat is moderated by AI. Ironically, like before that even came out, it was still in snapshot. So beta testing, people made mods to disable that like immediately for their servers and for whatever mod packs, all that kind of stuff. So now one of the most downloaded mods in every mod pack that's like in every mod pack now is that mod to disable this feature. Yeah, I, I, I wonder, is there a way to, you know, you have that little cap cache thing that you're supposed to prove that you're not a bot and, you know, do mm, that kind capture, of stuff. Yeah, capture, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder, is there a way to trick AI with voice? Um, definitely something to experiment with. Mm -hmm. Because if, if there is a valid way um, and it's still understandable for humans, that might be an option to do in the future. Um, what about a voice box? 
You know, these voice changers that people use? What about one of those? It, so I'm guessing what needs to happen is when you look at, when you look at what pictures, that, like, for example, if there's like a phrase or something in the picture, there's a lot of white noise um, that creates other patterns that masks the uh, letters for uh, in an AI. I'm guessing it's going to have to be something like that uh, to where it the voice modulator would have some kind of other patterns that are going on that the AI would have difficulty tracking and that the human brain can still catch up on. I, I don't know that that's a really difficult one to say. AI's advanced a bit since we started doing the, the capped cache and people do the bots and stuff. It, it, it's it's yeah, these these things are a little bit more advanced. So I don't know if there's offhand. I don't know if there's a way, but that's definitely something we need to look into and see if that's possible or the greater community that's more skilled than I, as an example, should figure this out because, um, yeah, this is not really important. I mean, it's a video game. doesn't matter in the end. Uh, but if we find out ways to subvert the system now, that would be a benefit later when they start trying to do some kind of social credit system or something like that. And, and, and basically curbing our speech or lifestyle be good to, to be, you know, be a good way to still have freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. On to the uh, the upcoming uh, new device. We like to talk about and we like to promote Google Pixel devices here. The reason we talk about those devices specifically is because these are one of the few devices that offer open source software, as in you buy one of these devices outright and you have the ability to remove the Google software on it and upload your own operating system. So therefore, you have a Google phone that doesn't have Google. It's the craziest thing. But this is a fantastic option for anyone that's looking to avoid these types of things that we're sitting here discussing. Any of this, uh, the tracking stuff, any of the uh, subversive software that goes in there and scrapes your data. These phones do none of that. They don't even have the option to do any of this. So Google has announced that they will be debuting their Pixel 8 phone this year, which we kind of expected that in the fourth quarter. So or starting in the fourth quarter. So October is when they're going to be uh, debuting that. So it'll be out in just over a month and they're sending out invitations for an in-person launch event on uh, this Wednesday. So October 4th at 10 a.m. in New York City. The invites are going out just one day after Apple invited the media and others to check out the iPhone 15, which they'll sell for $15,000, I think. <laughs> Uh, at an event on September 12th, as the fall calendar is filling up with all of these new launches and everything else. Uh, an image errantly posted to the Google Store last night has confirmed everything that everybody already thought about the Pixel 8 Pro. So it's going to be a Pixel 8 and a Pixel 8 Pro. Uh, and their design and camera layouts, details on the full Pixel 8 line of devices, and the new Pixel Watch uh, are coming up as well. So a Pixel Watch, thats I'm actually curious about that, to be fair. I really am. If that's a smart watch, seriously, if that is a smart watch that I can put graphene on, if I can strip all the Google software off of it, I'm interested. I'm legitimately interested. Bruce, you don't look, you don't look convinced. No, it's still going to have your heartbeat sensor. It's still going to have uh, all the other um, biometric sensors. That is true. That, are that is involved. true. But if the software removes and and you have attitude control over that that stuff, you're saying you still wouldn't you still wouldn't go with it. I still wouldn't. Uh, so. I am, if I'm going to wear a watch, I'm going to wear a classic. Uh, it's, it's, I, it, it yeah, analog true. or, that's or even true. digital. I, you I, know, yeah. 
I'll be honest with you. This watch that I'm holding in my hand right here, this is a this is a Sun Two Core watch, uh, and it is uh, it's I call it a smart dumb watch, uh, a dumb smart watch or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's basically it's got the time, it's got uh, stopwatches, countdown timers, it's got a barometer, an altimeter, and a compass. What more do you need on a watch? And there's there are no sensors or anything on it, uh, and it's it's got a simple uh, battery that you can you know battery door that you put a, you know like a nickel in and you can twist it you know with a coin and you can replace it. And I have to replace the battery about once a year, so and it's it's only a couple of couple of bucks to, to replace it. But that's my that's my everyday. That's that's my everyday watch. So what more do you need? And that that that's what it boils down to is um what when it comes to watches. Um, I don't need my watch to do anything really more than just tell me the time, maybe the date, uh, that that's also beneficial too, but those are kind of like the base things that I need in a watch that I want out of a watch. Um, as for like stopwatches or text messaging or all the other benefits that a smartwatch brings with it, I have a smartphone in my pocket as well. What it boils down to is I want the time and the date easily accessible at a glance, but really I rarely even wear a watch anymore because, like I said, I've got a smartphone now that replaces pretty much everything. I, I, I don't need a smartwatch. So for me, I, it, it's, it's more out of like uh, I have other expenses that money's going towards um, and a smartwatch, a smartwatch is not one that is even on the top 100 list. Well, if that doesn't pique your interest, maybe this one will. Uh, Mercedes-Benz has a new van that's coming out. Uh, it's one of these, uh, the Sprinter vans, you know, those those things. It's like a it's like a giant oversized delivery van kind of thing you see like the Amazon driver zipping around in. It's uh, going to be electric though, right? How'd you know that? Mm. Yeah, it's going to be all electric. Lucky guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's going to be all electric. It's it's going to start at the low, low price of, in, in the U.S., it's going to start at the low, low price of only $71,000. in the U.S. is what it's going to be priced at. Uh, they and you're driving a bomb. <laughs> you're driving a bomb, yes. Bruce and I just looked at an article out of Der Spiegel uh, in Germany. There was a uh, There was a car that was, an electric car that was parked in a garage. And when I say parked in a garage... Let me let me just kind of explain this to people. OK, so a garage in America is not exactly like a garage they build in in Europe, mainly Germany. When they build a garage here, they build a garage. And when I say a garage, I mean, I'm talking concrete, reinforced concrete roof, reinforced concrete walls, reinforced concrete base. So you're parking in a reinforced concrete box surrounded by brick. OK, this electric car blew that garage to pieces, didn't it? Yep, it did. Yeah, so I'm not interested in electric vehicles personally. Now, I, I might take interest in things like, uh, you know, maybe a hydrogen car or even if we can uh, figure out these uh, like a fusion battery or something like that or, or you know, small, I'd be all for it. I'd be all for something like that. But this, uh, nah, $71,000, dude, you could buy... A small home here in this part of the world. Uh, no, uh, no. Yeah, but Bruce, listen to this. Listen to this. The U.S. will get the 170-inch long wheelbase cargo version of the the E Sprinter van here with high with a high roof configuration carrying a 113 kilowatt hour battery. This version again will start at 
this is without options. Okay, so this is just the base model, right? No, no bells and whistles, right? $71,886 is what it's going to cost you. And it's, I mean, that's a little, that's a little bit more than the, um, uh, than the Ford uh, e-transit van and the Volkswagen ID Buzz. Uh, so it's just a little bit higher than that. Uh, the Sprinter will also have a range of up to, get ready for this, 249 miles on a full charge. That's that's unloaded, right? So that's on. This is a cargo van. That's oh, unloaded. I was going to say, what about when it's under load? Because um, that's going to be most of the journey of the van. Well, you don't have to worry about that because you see, it's all electric, so you're saving on the emissions. Mm. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure most of the vehicles now for delivery are propane, so or natural gas or whatever. Natural they're, gas. They're, uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's not even gasoline anymore so or diesel um so the emissions are extremely low to begin with so why why are we doing this why why are we going this direction i he did no um i would feel sorry for now i should i should clarify the uh when i see the uh mail carrier come in i already feel sorry for them anyway and that little bitty dinky thing and no air conditioning and it, yeah i feel sorry for them already but then to have an electric vehicle um I don't think they have enough mail carriers to drive those because you're going to have to increase the number of vehicles you have and the the, the mail carrier, you know, the drivers, you're going to have to increase all of that because you're not going to be able to go to the full distance that a mail carrier normally goes. Uh, so no, I, yeah, I'll pass. Not to mention, we've also talked about things like lithium and how that's mined and how we have a limited supply of it and we should really be looking at other materials to make batteries and whatnot. I'm going to bet this is a lithium ion battery, uh, and which case it's, uh, it's very dangerous and very, um, destructive to the environment. So I'll I'll pass just on those grounds. Yeah. I I hear you. How would you like to, if you're a, let's, let's say you're a a business person, okay. Or you're an employee of a, of a company Mm -hmm. and you, you have a lot of working from home now, right? A lot of people Mm -hmm. because of COVID and everything, and they're, they're doing the work from home thing. And if we're talking about more lockdowns and things, and again, I'm not getting political here, but it goes to reason. If we're talking about all this stuff, then they're going to be sending everybody home from the offices again, right? So everybody's mm-hmm. going to have to do mm-hmm. online stuff. Well, mm-hmm. Bruce, what would you say if you were one of these people? What if you never had to attend another online meeting again, but you still had to attend? What would you say? Uh, Wait, you never had to attend an online meeting? What's the catch? The catch is, is that you attend the meeting without actually attending the meeting. And by that, I mean, Google meets new AI, will actually be able to go to meetings for you. So you don't actually have to go any longer. An AI thing will go in place of you. And it's and pretty convincing. Yes. Notes or something? Okay. Yes. It will will record all of it and and take part well, and do all of the talking based on the you know the algorithms and the conversation and respond accordingly. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. Uh, it's called Duet. Uh, and their job is to help you catch up on and remember what happened in your meet calls, but it actually might just save you the trouble of going in the first place and AI can just take your place. Uh, my, my first question would be, is if, if that's the case and you could just send an AI and, and take bullet points and whatnot, was the meeting even needed in the first place? Why couldn't the information be sent in an email? How dare you talk about efficiency? What's wrong with you? No, of course. Oh, I love efficiencies. Is, yeah, the meeting is not useful, especially if you're one of these uh, these government bureaucrats. And does anybody recall 
Does anybody recall that the uh, the government bureaucrats, you know, the the uh, the public health people, the school board meetings, and I specifically remember seeing this leaked emails came out from government bureaucrats and department heads saying that at your home alone in a room, you had to wear a mask on the Zoom call <laughs> when you were at home by yourself. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So you ask if these meetings are necessary. The answer is no. I hate to quote Yuval Noah Harari here, but what are we going to do with all these useless people? I hate to say that, but Google's kind of taking the lead on that, right? They're making everybody else on the call useless. Do you even need the call in the first place? What kind of a carbon footprint is that call generating with all the energy it's using? Uh, I, I would actually say that um, you could have a, a bunch of good, um, potentially good actors and um, con artists uh, come out of the government because they feign all day like they're doing something important, uh, actually do nothing. So, I mean, that at least maybe there's a job for them there, you know, content creation or that something is, like that. I don't that's know. That's a good point. That is a really good point. You know, I've made the argument before, if you pass one of the, if you drive past one of these buildings, these useless government buildings like the Department of Agriculture, they've got 14 stories in there and every Every single one of those people are sitting behind desks. What the hell are they doing in there? What are you doing in there? Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yep. One of the biggest new AI enabled features is the ability for Google's Duet AI to take notes in real time after you click take notes for me and the app will capture a summary and action items as the meeting is going on. If you're late to a meeting, Google will be able to show you a mid-meeting summary so that you can catch up on what happened. During the call, you'll be able to talk privately with a Google chat bot to go over details you might have missed. And when the meeting is over, you can save the summary to Google Docs and come back to it after the fact. It can even include video clips of important moments. So you see, why do you even need to attend? You just need to give a summary. So, okay, let's take the conspiracy part of me out and the the um, dystopian world view out of the out of the picture and just look at it from a perspective of um, efficiency. Sounds pretty good. You're late for a meeting. You got your digital assistant there to uh, uh, capture anything that you missed. And uh, then uh, I'm reminded that uh, we live in a dystopian world where um, you have one corporation that has access in this case um, would have access to potentially your greatest secrets of the company knows the inner workings of your company, knows every single email. If you do email through uh, Google, they know everything about your company. Um, there um, is a, there's an actual term for that. It's called uh, corporate espionage. It's illegal, by the way. Exactly. Now that I, I personally, if I'm running a business, especially one that could potentially be a competitor to Google in any way, shape or form, <laughs> I would not be using any Google products at all. And in fact, well, I'd probably use graphene. Uh, I, I'd, I'd go down that route yeah, that's, and that's make sure system. nobody's getting any of the information. Yeah. But information in today's world is power. That is the currency of today. So the more information you're giving Google access to, in this case, uh, this AI is going to be taking notes for you. Where do you think those notes are going? Do you think they're just going to go to you? They, they, they just send the note. They're going to go to some uh, server farm somewhere that Google owns and it'll be archived just as all the other information is, just as your emails are, just as the draft email that you did not send that you just typed up and then ended up deleting. That is still used by Google. Uh, do an experiment and um, 
write an email about something that you have never done before. Don't ever talk about like you're going on vacation to some location that you've never been to, never talked about or any of those kind of things. And watch as you get advertisements from those locations from an email that you drafted and then deleted. This has been done before many times. This is they have admitted to doing this kind of stuff. But no, it's only to to create um, advertising that's custom tailored to you. They're not using that data for anything else. Nothing no. nefarious or any of those no. kinds. No, absolutely it not. Never be evil. No. no, don't be evil. It's it is for your benefit. Yeah. They're here for you. They're here to make your life easier, less complex, right? They'll handle all the complexity. They'll handle all the complex situations. Don't worry about that. You don't have time for that. I remember when Google was advertising their um, uh, their self-driving cars, their main line was, you needn't bother yourself with the stresses of driving a car. You should be doing more important things like enjoying a glass of wine and a baguette. Yeah. So interesting, interesting note. Google is also the company that produced internally, this was meant internally, the Selfish Ledger. Go watch that if you have not yet. I've talked about it many times before. You can find it on YouTube, ironically. It was released back in 2016, 2015, somewhere in there, by the guy that actually wrote it. Um, and he made it public when it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, basically, they talk about social engineering. Um, can, can you imagine an AI that just uh, helps you in your day-to-day socially engineering you or maybe a search engine or or you know a phone or huh what about if you're in trouble you mean like uh like an emergency yeah so for example um I, i've got something else here general motors right all of their their lines of like chevrolets and things like that i'm actually seeing them in general motors cars over here now wasn't a prominent thing and i i still don't see it too much but i do see it occasionally and i didn't realize they actually had the service here a service called onstar i'm sure you've heard of mm. it Sure. Google is now incorporating their chat, their AI chat bot into OnStar calls. So they're able to handle the OnStar calls and contact emergency services on your behalf if you're in trouble. So what do you think about that? I'm just trying to see all sides of it here. So in that scenario, it depends on what kind of fail safes they have in place. So uh, security measures. Um, I, I don't know all of what OnStar would have access to and what all the AI would have access to. To, to be able to, if all the AI is doing is there to be basically the receptionist to get you the authorities, uh, the, the local authorities and can efficiently do that. I don't have any problem with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, there it says here that they're already incorporating it into the um, uh, into the cars in the U.S. and Canada. And they say that it's used to handle mostly simple requests like turn by turn navigation. Uh, but the OnStar virtual assistant is trained to recognize certain words or phrases that, of course, is not listening to you or anything that might indicate an emergency and route the call to a trained specialist. The shift to the AI has decreased wait times, uh, according to GM's market research, and led to mostly positive reactions. The chatbot is also free to OnStar specialists to spend more time with their customers with requests that require a human touch. The other concern I have with this, actually thinking on it further, is um, it was actually... <laughs> It was actually something that was pointed out in a video game of all places, but I guess uh, that's more common nowadays. And uh, I, I still think of video games in the classic sense. You're a nerd for playing video games, but nowadays video games are so mainstream, it's, uh, it's not really the case anymore. But anyway, all that to say, the idea was is they had a centralized uh, self-driving cars, more or less. They weren't cars in this sense. They were flying vehicles, but... Um, nonetheless, it was all centralized and a nefarious group was able to get access to this network and wreak havoc. 
that would be my concern with going with a centralized system like this that all their cars have uh, and giving it basic functionality like directions, you know, uh, navigation, those kind of things. Um, a nefarious group could go in and wreak havoc on that. It wouldn't be self-driving cars in the sense it would be you driving the car but getting false directions and then it would basically make the company look bad because it, it failed to efficiently send you where you wanted to go right so it would garner a lot of negative press a lot of negative favor or those kind of things it would bring you discomfort or possibly it could end up killing someone that that's also a, a concern so no i don't like the idea of a centralized ai like that running anything now that i think on it further even even if it is for maybe for security services like you know okay an emergency and i need you know whatever okay uh maybe an ai would be fine there but what happens when the system goes down uh do you have some kind of fail safe some kind of backup to ensure that a human being can be on the line or uh, you know something or they you get straight to emergency I, I just there's so many unknowns that and redundancies they would have to have in place for this it just it makes me uneasy i w I, I, I wouldn't rely on the service personally it's a fair point my friend you got anything else no that pretty much covers uh Pretty much covers my tech news. All right, we're going to go ahead and call this one done. Bruce, I'd like to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. Have a great evening.